Welcome to Exotic Pets. I'm Tracy Hotchner, whom you may know as the dog and cat lady, but I'm wearing a different hat here. With the brilliant collaboration of my co-host, Dr. Doug Mater, the world-renowned veterinarian specializing in exotic animals, we are here to celebrate all the other pets that share people's lives. This show is for people interested in pets that slither, hop, creep, fly, or swim, from bunnies to iguanas, parrots to ferrets, snakes to tortoises. Dr. Doug is going to teach us the physical requirements of these exotic pets and how to manage the often challenging environments and correct diets essential to their welfare. Dr. Doug Mater is the author of the wonderful memoir, The Vet at Noah's Ark, Stories of Survival from an Inner City Animal Hospital. He is recognized worldwide as a veterinary specialist on exotics and is the author of four major veterinary textbooks on reptiles and amphibians. We are proud to have ZooMed Laboratories as the founding sponsor of Exotic Pets. ZooMed has earned its reputation as the number one reptile and amphibian supplier in the world from simple beginnings 45 years ago as a passion project for one man who still runs it. Renowned as the international leader in UVB and heat lighting, ZooMed manufactures all their reptile supplies, accessories, and tools in the U.S., which they test on their own collection of animals, which surround everyone at headquarters. We're also sponsored by Oxbow Animal Health, the one brand that has stood out for more than 30 years as the leader in health and wellness for small mammals. Veterinarians, rescues, and passionate pet parents worldwide trust Oxbow to support the health and happiness of their small pets. Oxbow provides for rabbits and guinea pigs, ferrets and chinchillas, hamsters and gerbils, mice and rats, because these small pets have big hearts and require special nutrition and care. Oxbow has everything needed for their best life, the right hay and nutritionally complete foods, treats and supplements, litter and bedding, and a whole line of enrichment products created so your little loved ones can chew, play, hide, and explore every day. We're also brought to you by the bird food specialist Zupreme, which started with a revolutionary yet simple idea, provide exceptional diets for extraordinary animals. Best known as the bird nutrition specialist, Zupreme creates many foods for birds of all sizes, and they also make a variety of treats to appeal to every sort of bird and enhance their lives. Dr. Doug Mater is known for swimming with crocodiles and alligators. Maybe it's just crocodiles. I'm not sure. He'll make that clear. But he knows a lot about a lot of exotic pets. And Doug, I think one of the things that is most important for people that have rabbits and guinea pigs are their teeth. But it's something that people, I don't think, are educated about. I mean, what are the issues with rabbit and guinea pig teeth? And maybe they're two different ones. I don't know. Well, that's a really good point. And once again, Tracy, thanks for having me join you. I always always appreciate the opportunity to help educate our listeners. Um, you know, we think of teeth, we think of human teeth and cavities and orthodontics and braces and things like that. We think of our dog and cat teeth. We think of clean teeth and they get tartar and you have to brush your teeth and clean your teeth. But we sometimes we don't think that our non-dog and cat pets can also get dental disease. We don't have as big of an issue with tartar. We do get it, but we don't have the biggest issue with tartar with some of our small mammal pets that we get with dogs and cats. The big issue that I want to talk about today in our limited time is the overgrown teeth that we see in rabbits and guinea pigs. Because when these teeth don't grow properly or overgrow, 
um, it makes it difficult for these animals to eat and it can be extremely painful for them. Um, and they can actually starve to death without, you know, without them even realizing it. So probably starting with rabbits, everybody's probably seen pictures of these rabbits with these crazy overgrown incisor teeth. Now the incisor teeth are the ones in front, the big, the big long ones that they use for, for biting. Which we, and they the, have, which we think of as buck teeth in people, right? Exactly. Yeah, you got it. So there's two on the bottom, and then there's two on the top, and then there's two little teeny ones called peg teeth, which hide behind the two on the top. So there's actually six of them, but there's the four main ones that you see. Most people never even see the little teeny peg teeth that are hidden behind. And sometimes you know, these teeth, they're, they're called hypsodont teeth, which means they grow continuously. From the morning, moment that they're born, uh, they grow to the moment that they pass away. But so that they don't grow out of control and unchecked, the bottom teeth and the top teeth rub on each other, and they, they wear, each other, they wear the, the surfaces down. Plus, eating proper diets, it also helps wear down the teeth. So the teeth are never really problematic. Unfortunately, there's a bunch of different causes, and what happens is that sometimes these teeth don't touch properly, and if they don't touch properly, they don't wear off properly, and then they continue to grow and continue to grow and continue to grow, because that's what hypsodont teeth do. And they can actually grow so far as to grow out, then they curl around and start growing back like oh, a ram's how horrible. Or I've seen some that grow out and grow all the way back in and then curve into the inside roof of the mouth and up through the nose. Oh my so gosh. what amazes me is how pet owners don't wake up one morning and say, oh, look, my rabbit's tooth is growing out of its nose. Maybe I should call a vet. Because you certainly have plenty of warning. These, they, these tooth, the teeth don't grow that fast. Um, but there's a, a ton of different causes for it, and it used to be just thought that it was genetic. And there probably is a genetic component to it. And I know a lot of the major rabbit breeders, if they have rabbits that have abnormal teeth, they just pull them out of their breeding stock. But there are also some very high-quality, high, well-bred rabbits that get this. And so there's some thought that it might be diet-related, and not in terms of the roughness or the, the, the grit of what they eat, but... Um, calcium phosphorus imbalances. So they get something called mandibular osteopathy, which is where the bones of the face don't grow right, and so the teeth don't aim in the right direction, and they don't touch when they're supposed to touch. And if they don't touch, they don't wear themselves off, and so they start growing in circles. There's also some concern that diet in terms of the grit in the diet. In other words, if they just eat soup all day long, uh, it doesn't wear the teeth down. But if they munch on carrots and chew blocks and things like that, then the teeth will properly normally wear down. Um, there's also some issues with the other teeth in the mouth that if the back, the molar teeth, they call them the cheek teeth, um, if they're diseased, uh, don't occlude or shut properly, then the front teeth don't shut properly and then they don't grow or they don't grind properly and then they overgrow. Um, and then there's some, some concerns too that some of these rabbits, the teeth are a mirror of what's going on inside the body. For instance, uh, there's been some cases of rabbits that have uterine adenocarcinomas, which is not an uncommon cancer in, in female rabbits. And because their whole system is off, um, their dentition is off, and then their teeth don't meet properly, and again, they get the abnormal growth of the teeth. So the teeth are a pretty good window that something might be wrong elsewhere, not just the teeth itself, but there's husbandry or uh, health reasons. So when these rabbits get these abnormal teeth, clients should understand you don't just trim them and ignore them. You need to take a really close look at the rabbit and see what's going on. Okay, this brings up just dozens of questions. So the first is, 
the last thing you said would be my first question. You say trim them. Now, horses need and donkeys need their back teeth floated. Not every donkey or every horse, but it, I've had it done to my mini donkeys and horses back when I had them. And it, it seems a, a kind of um, extreme procedure that the, that the equine vet has to do with holding the horse or donkey's mouth open with a very harsh medieval looking contraption and taking a big metal file, I'm not telling you something you don't know, but those listening may already know about this, and filing the back teeth because if if they have if they aren't correctly either aligned or they're 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 jagged, then they don't chew the hay properly and then they don't digest it properly and then they get malnutrition. Is that anything like rabbits? Very, very similar. Um, you have molar teeth on the bottom and you have molar teeth on the top and of course they're hypsodon as well, so they're continuously growing and continuously grinding down. And if they don't mash properly, then they don't grind down properly. And you get these things called hooks. And on the bottom teeth, the hooks, which are sharp, sharp edges, form on the inside of the bottom teeth. You know, what happens is when they get these sharp edges on the inside of the bottom teeth, they actually will rub on the tongue and starts cutting into the tongue. And it makes it extremely painful for these animals to eat and swallow. And so, yeah, they actually stop eating completely. And then uh, that's a whole other chat for some other day. But when rabbits don't eat, that opens up a whole can of worms to their GI tract and their physiology. So, you know, rabbit not eating and then the pain on top of it and potential infection from infection in the mouth, it, it can be a real nightmare. On it's the a, top, It's a really big deal. I mean, their, their mouths seem like even more of a big deal also because you don't go around looking inside your rabbit's mouth, I don't think. I mean, no, they, most people don't bother to do that yeah. because rabbits' mouths are very small and they got those big, as you say, buck teeth right in the way. So it's, and rabbits don't like their faces messed with. In general, you try and look in a rabbit's mouth, it really stresses them out. So you've got to be very, very, very careful. Um, Getting back to the teeth, the, the, the bottom teeth have the points and the sharp edges on the inside, and the top teeth, because they're grinding opposite the bottom teeth, have the points and sharp edges on the outside. So whereas the sharp edges on the bottom teeth cut the tongue, the sharp edges on the top teeth cut the cheeks. And so again, these poor rabbits, they got these sharp, sharp edges on their teeth, they, their cheeks are getting sliced up, their tongue is getting sliced up, they don't want to eat. And then they don't want to eat, then their rabbit... Their, their gut goes into stasis, and I mean, it, it just it just cascades down from there. Well, I guess, so what, I mean, what we're really issue. saying is, Doug, that a rabbit isn't just a benign little keep it in the children's classroom and then take it home on the weekends or adopt it later kind of pet. It has a lot of requirements, medical comfort, life requirements that, that people need to be alerted to. It's not just the X bucks you spend on the rabbit and maybe some sort of even a nice pen for it. You ha There's things you have to be doing all the time, like how often should your vet look at your rabbit's teeth? Well, I recommend for exotic pets, because they don't live as long as some of our other dogs and cats do, um, that you go in twice a year. And people think, oh, I don't want to spend the money. He's healthy. But the thing is, the idea is you go in twice a year because you go in and have things caught early. It's so much easier to trim these teeth and shave them down and make the rabbit comfortable when, when it's before they lose their appetite and before the mouth is all swollen and infected rather than wait until they have abscesses everywhere and rotten teeth. You know, there, there are veterinarians, there are 
a couple really good books on just rabbit dentistry. Really? And there are a few veterinarians. There, there are no rabbit dental specialists per se by law or by, by uh, definition, but there are, ra- there are veterinarians that do nothing but rabbit dentistry. Oh, my god. So they're rabbit dental experts, and, you know, that's their full-time job. And it's a very complicated thing. Now, let's, let's be real clear that don't, I don't want to scare people from getting a pet rabbit because right. not every pet rabbit's going to have dental problems, just like not every dog, not every human's going to have dental problems. But if they do have dental problems and they're not treated by somebody who knows what they're doing, not only could it potentially be missed, but it could be mishandled. And you can break the rabbit's jaw. You can leave a tooth root fragment in there. I mean, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And doing a dental on a rabbit is substantially more difficult, I think, than doing a dental on a dog or a cat because you're working in a hole. You know, dogs and cats have pretty good-sized mouths, and it's easy to get in there and look around. You know, look at a rabbit's face and look at the size of its mouth compared to its face. They have little teeny mouths. And so you've got to get into that mouth. And work on it. So you made a comment earlier about putting in the large speculum in the horses. Yeah. They do make small speculums for rabbits, but they need to be anesthetized. You can't do it by hand. I mean, in the olden days, keep in mind, I'm a dinosaur. When we first started, we would wrap them in a towel and then we would just manhandle them. And then you'd hear the rabbits scream and struggle. And that's, you don't do that anymore. That's just totally unacceptable. So now we have a lot of very safe sedatives and anesthetics that we can use. We premedicate them, calm them down, give them a short acting anesthetic. If necessary, even put a tube down their windpipe and then breathe for them if they're going to be under anesthesia for a long time, because some of these dental procedures are dental oral surgery. And you have to go in there and, and cut out a tooth or cut out a tooth root. Um, sometimes it's fairly quick where you just heavily sedate them or give them a, a short-acting anesthetic. You go in with the proper dental instruments. And they're different than the dental instruments that you use for dogs and cats. And then you trim these sharp edges off the bottom teeth and off the top teeth. And if the incisor or the buck teeth are overgrown, you can trim them back to hopefully where they will occlude properly and grind themselves in real severe, severe cases. And it doesn't happen that often, but it can happen and it can be done. Sometimes we actually remove those incisors. Um, And believe it or not, they do fine without their teeth. They just can't do things like eat a carrot. So instead of giving them a raw carrot, you take a carrot and you chop it up into little tiny, tiny pieces and they can still eat it. Um, So, you know, everything can be taken care of. It's just you need to find a veterinarian who knows how to do it? Now, there is a uh, group, a specialty group um, for companion animal veterinarians, uh, small, small exotic companion animals. And I would encourage you, if you have a, a pet rabbit that needs extensive dental work or any dental work, to find one of the board-certified companion animal veterinarians. They're called companion animal versus dog and cat. Right. Exotic companion man- mammals, ECM. Got it. Okay, so I'll put a, a link to that with the podcast. It makes me nervous hearing about all this. I'm sure other people listening that don't have a rabbit right now think, well, I guess if I wanted to be a veterinarian, this would be really interesting and I'd do it. But otherwise, it just sounds, you know, you make it sound so simple, but you're a guy who's actually fixed a crocodile's jaw, so it's no biggie for you. Or actually, smaller is harder for you, maybe. But it seems that it's something that people need to really be conscious of. Now, Berkshire Humane Society, which happens to be a fabulous shelter, sort of in in my more or less my neighborhood in the Northeast, it's in the Berkshires. They have a lot of rabbits for adoption. And I'm wondering, do all of their rabbits get checked out by their resident vet or their traveling vet? And 
Do, do, do most shelters, when they adopt out a rabbit, are they giving you the rabbit already with good teeth and you maintain them? Or might you adopt a rabbit who already has a dental problem that's gone unnoticed or undiagnosed? That's what I kind of feel could happen. Well, I'd imagine that it's possible to rabbit, or excuse me, adopt a rabbit that's, you know, that's um, got dental disease. But I, I would think most of these shelters have very good veterinarians, and they give these animals really good tune-ups and checkovers before they, um, uh, you know, adopt them out to people, because so, they don't have to adopt out an animal that's a problem animal. Right. Um, the um, just getting back to your comment about the organization. Uh, it's the American Board of Veterinary Practitioners, Practitioners Exotic yep. Companion Mammal Practice. So if your uh, listeners go to ABVP, ABVP.com, and you go to their homepage, you can click on the drop-down menu that takes you to Exotic Companion Mammal Practice. And then you can help find yourself a, a exotic man, Exotic Companion Mammal Veterinarian near you. Perfect. That, and that's what people really should do. If you have had a bunny for a while and you haven't had him or her looked at, please take them in. Start with the mouth. Start with the mouth and go to the other end, I guess you could say, because the mouth yeah. is so important. And if you're going to adopt, uh, ask the, the shelter, has the rabbit had a dental? And if not, just be aware that you need to take them as soon as possible to a vet who's comfortable looking in that little tiny mouth. I, I just tell you one quick story before we we close up shop on this topic. And we didn't talk about guinea pigs. We're going to have to talk about guinea pigs separately. But I had rabbits as a child. I had lots of, I had a little, little Noah's Ark, two of everything, two ducks, two of each kind of many exotic chickens, uh, two ducks, two sheep, one black sheep, one white sheep, donkeys. I don't know. It was silly. It was suburban Connecticut, Westport, but my father adored animals also. And we just had this little like private little Noah's Ark. And so we started getting exotic rabbits. I don't remember the breed, but there was a gorgeous kind of chestnut colored rabbit, beautiful, lovely rabbit. And my mother would tell a story sort of at cocktail parties. And I thought she was making it up that we had taken the rabbit to the vet and the vet had said, well, this rabbit's teeth are I guess, whatever the equivalent would be of buck teeth, and you could do orthodonture. Now, I don't think the vet said that. Maybe that was what my mother extrapolated, but she would tell this story, you know, to great guffaws of laughter that the vet had suggested that the that the rabbit needed orthodonture. So I'm sure that's not possible, but it is possible that the rabbit had tooth problems, and at least we dealt with them by going to the vet. So I think I was so young, I don't, you know, you don't make these decisions when you're a kid. But I'm sure there is no orthodonture for rabbits, right? I mean, it's done with extraction or filing or something else. I suspect he was making a joke because I've never so. heard of anybody putting braces on a rabbit. No, I don't think so either. But it was a funny thought. Perhaps I had braces at the time. Who knows? <laughs> Dr. Doug, thank you so much for for caring about all these these little exotics and all the kinds of ways that animals are in our lives and all the things we need to do to take the very best care of them. And thank you to Oxbow Animal Health for being a sponsor of the show and for making really good rabbit products also, don't they? They sure do. And for ratties and piggies and all of them. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye-bye. 
Dr. Doug Mater and I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Exotic Pets and our desire to educate and inspire you to give your exotics their best possible life. This show is brought to you by the wonderful companies that cater to the needs of exotic pets. From Zubad Laboratories, where they make everything you need to keep your reptiles and amphibians in tip-top shape, to Oxbow Animal Health, with health and wellness solutions for small mammals, and Zupreme, the company dedicated to your bird's nutrition. And if you haven't read Dr. Doug's book, The Vet at Noah's Ark, yet, do yourself a favor and pick up a copy.